1: Broadcasting from the AnyUp Up! Studio, it's the longest-running poker podcast for the everyday poker player, with your host, Joe Scale.
2: Hello, A-Team! It's Friday, August 25th. And before I get started on the intro, let me talk to the guys for just a minute. It's time to level up your grooming game with Manscaped. Say goodbye to the days of nicked skin, uncomfortable grooming sessions, and feeling less than your best. Manscaped is here to help you reclaim your confidence one precise trim at a time. And they have the perfect package to do it with, which is the all in one grooming kit that includes everything you need for a well groomed look from the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer to the weed whacker nose and ear hair trimmer. These trimmers, features skin-safe technology designed to help prevent nicks, cuts, and irritation, even in the most sensitive areas. You can groom with confidence knowing you're protected, and Manscaped trimmers are waterproof, making cleanup a breeze. Plus, they're cordless for maximum maneuverability and convenience as well. One thing I've not mentioned before is the lithium-ion batteries that all Manscaped trimmers have. These batteries will last a long time on a single charge, so you don't have to worry about running out of power mid-trim. And, if you buy this package 4.0, you'll receive a travel bag, anti-chafing boxer briefs, plus you can get it all 20% off when you use the code ANTIUP20 at checkout. So, trust Manscaped to provide you with the tools you need to look and feel your best every day. Say hello to confidence and comfort. Go to manscaped.com, up your grooming game, and don't forget to use the code ANTIUP20 to get 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Okay, so we've had a pretty big influx of new listeners lately. Let me start by welcoming all of you here. And if you're listening for the first time, let everybody know what you think. Leave a review on whatever format you're listening on. That will help build this community even more. For those of you who don't know what Annie Up is all about, my goal each week is to bring the Weekend Warrior and Home Game Heroes a little bit of the spotlight. We do that here in your earbuds or wherever you listen each week and in our monthly magazine. Speaking of the magazine, September is right around the corner and that means it's almost time for another issue. So make sure you sign up for that to be sent right to your email. Just go to anyupmagazine.com and there will be a form to sign up there. Also check out the past issues by clicking on magazine in the hamburger menu at the top or the link at the top of the page if you're on a desktop. There will also be a sign up page in the magazine. Our goal overall is to have a place where you can learn, be entertained, and connect with a community of people that just love poker. And another way to do that is to join the group of players on Papes. Papes is played on PokerStars in the home game section, and it includes numerous variations of poker, which I like. I'll include a link in the description of the podcast to get you started there as well. So, welcome everyone to the Any Up Poker Podcast, where every hand is an opportunity, every player is a friend, and every episode is a winning experience. That's all I have. So, let's get on with the show.
1: Find out what conversations are happening around the poker table with Table Talk.
2: We are back around the poker table with Elle. How are you?
0: Hot. Hot. Ready for summer (laughs) to be over. Um, My favorite. My favorite drink just came out yesterday, and it's got me in all the fall feels. If you're not sure what that I'm means, just, the, pumpkin, the pumpkin spice latte is back, babe. It's back.
2: I wish everybody could see the look that I'm giving her right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Joe Joe says, uh, I have a pumpkin problem.
2: It's true. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get too far, though, I, I want to make sure we give our – Table Talk sponsor, the shout out this week, Rockford Charitable Games. Check out their schedule at rcgpoker.com. They have games going every day, air day. Every day. <laughs> <Yeah>. Air day.
0: <laughs> it is impressive, and we're so looking forward to meeting them
2: soon. Yes, yeah, check them out, rcgpoker.com, and see where they're at. They do such a great job. So, shout out to them and shout out to Alan Kessler, he won his fourth circuit ring.
0: After being on our show. This
2: is what I'm saying. The anti-up run good is real. <laughs> it had been a while since he won one too. And, and he starts writing an article in Anti-Up magazine and bang.
0: Bingo, bingo. You're welcome, Alan. We love you.
2: Takes down his fourth. That's right. <laughs> oh, and just as a by the way. If you're looking for that last minute gift for me for my birthday.
0: It's a big one, y'all. Like legit, we just got AARP delivered to our house. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's true. So, it's so true. Kidding,
0: I, it's a big one. It's a big one this year. We both have big ones this year, but Joe's is bigger than mine. <laughs>
2: um, I did not. First of all, AARP, I thought was for old people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll use AARP, not old. You're not old. You're just aging, and you're aging okay. very well.
2: Okay. Well, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> but uh, if you are looking for that last-minute gift for me, still for my birthday, Daniel Negreanu is hosting a charity poker tournament on my birthday,
0: September 9th.
2: Yes, September 9th
0: at the Rose Rooftop a Resorts World. Which, if you haven't been to Resorts World, it is stunning. I cannot wait to get back there.
2: Yeah. And I mean, it's what's up? Look, the- it's charity. It's poker. It's my kind of thing. So just saying, if you're looking for that last minute gift,
0: <laughs> it, um, this whole tournament guys is going to benefit St. Jude. There's tons of prizes, including of course, drum roll, a main event seat to the WSOP next year. So I mean, you want to play poker and have dinner, it's 400 bucks. If you just want to go to dinner, it's 300 bucks. If you just want to play poker, it's 200. They've got rebuys, add ons, all the things. I mean, go buy Joe a birthday present that really just benefits you and St. <laughs> Jude.
2: We would love that. And you know how all that, the add ons and all that works from helping Camp One Step, because it's basically they do. With, it's the same process.
0: Exactly. So, what's Joe trying to say is rebuy. Rebuy, rebuy, rebuy. Continue to have fun. It only continues to allow you to bet on better and contribute to all the awesome things that St. Jude is doing. So, Daniel Negrano, you have made Joe's year, his big year, uh, <laughs> much more so than the mail we got today.
2: Yeah, yeah. wasn't Wasn't uh, excited to see that come in the mail for sure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but what we are excited about is heading to Ohio, Illinois, and Indiana next week to meet a lot of really incredible folks and see a lot of awesome poker being played. So um, first and foremost, we're pumped to be able to talk to and see uh, Annie up ambassadors in person, Bob Popper, Chicago, Joe, and Brian Bly. We're headed your way. Cannot wait to see you. In addition, we're also heading where Joe?
2: So we'll be seeing Rockford charitable, which I'm excited to meet them. And then of course, you know, that any auxiliary stop live stream at windy city poker, uh, you know, that's, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a lot of fun. They've got poker all weekend long, but Sunday I will be commentating on that, that live stream. So, and we'll put the, we'll put the link to that on our social media when we have that.
0: So if anybody has a favorite casino restaurant, whatever you can think of that you want to recommend to us. Uh, we're headed there, obviously from Virginia, and we would be happy to stop by or try things and recommendations that you have. If we're able to, we'll be in the Ohio, Illinois, Indiana area on a grand whirlwind tour. Is I started- <laughs> yes. Days over over Labor Day weekend.
2: Yep. And then when we get back, we'll talk about our next venture, right? Because <laughs> <Yeah, laughs>
0: really it's, it's an exciting, busy month.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, uh, my birthday's in the middle. So there you go.
0: <laughs> He's really excited about his birthday. If you can't tell.
2: Well, I'm just trying to convince everybody that I need this charity poker tournament buy-in. So help me out here, guys. <laughs> if you all think that Elle should buy me into this tournament complete with airfare, then send an email to podcast at anyupmagazine.com and let's convince her. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's all I have. Do you have anything else you want to add?
0: Nope, just another great week around the table with you.
2: I appreciate it, same, and I'll see you next week.
1: Now it's time for Call the Floor with Elliot Schechter.
2: Elliot Schechter is the poker room manager for Rivers Casino in Schenectady, New York, and he joins me each week to tell how he would rule on situations that come up in your games. And he's here with me again this week. Elliot, how you doing?
3: Doing very well, Joe. How you doing this week?
2: I'm doing all right. Making it through another week, that's for sure. What's the poker scene like there for you guys?
3: Uh, we're one of the few places in the country with uh, really delightful weather right now. So uh, a lot of people are uh, getting their last golf games in for the summer. It's been in the mid-70s for the past week. What? What? Yeah, yeah. Weather's almost perfect. It's almost like San Diego. <laughs> Except without the hurricane and the earthquake. Yeah,
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, we have a call the floor that was sent in by Quinn Bayless this week, and he ventured out to a local card room, and he says it was a different feel from the full casino down the road. He says there were a lot of subtle things that were different and the feeling overall was more tense, which is interesting. But he gives an example here. He says one example of the difference from my local casino was when this came up. And he says, pre-flop, I limped and there was a raise from middle position before the button called and I called. Once the flop came out, the action went check, check, and the button asked, who raised pre-flop? I pointed to the other guy and said he did. The table was very upset with me, and the dealer scolded me. Which <laughs> is hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I frequently play at the casino and have answered that question there before. Does that technically violate any rules, or is it just an unspoken rule that depends on the room you play in?
3: Well, apparently it was a spoken rule. It may have been an unwritten rule, but... <laughs> They were very quick to speak up. There was nothing unspoken about it.
2: (laughs) That's true.
3: This is, in fact, a written rule. In the card rooms that post the rules on the wall, or the ones that just have rule books for display, this is usually one of the top rules in in the book or on the wall. One player to a hand. Yeah. Which encompasses several things. Obviously, uh, assistance by another player, either in or out of the pot. Uh, Assistance from software, uh, real-time assistance but also uh, the relating of information from previous betting rounds. The players are responsible for paying attention and playing, especially when they've got cards. And they're responsible for keeping track of the action. All the action that happens on previous rounds is over with and not to be recited. Basically, it's in a form of assistance to any player at the table. So when you pointed out who raised before the flop, you were in fact helping that player, even though you shouldn't have been. One player to a hand is very fundamental. Uh, Poker is an individual endeavor. Uh, Everybody who participates is participating as a unique and solo entry. And teamwork is not only merely frowned upon, uh, but is absolutely against the rules and usually results in some kind of warning or penalty being applied, and and usually a stiff one. In the rooms I've run, uh, I don't put up with this and and have very little patience for it, and and usually uh, give them severe warnings, especially based on the game. Uh, In low-limit games, I'm I'm liable to be merciful and and let them know that don't let it happen again. In bigger-limit games, I'm basically showing the player the door. One player to a hand is serious. It's obviously one of the main rules that maintains the integrity uh, of our game. And to not enforce it is to invite chaos and obviously watch the game fall apart.
2: Right. And... I know we've, we've said it on here numerous times and and in other parts of the podcast where this is a game of observation. So you have to be able to pay attention. And if you're not paying attention, then, I mean, that's on you really. Uh, So,
3: yeah. I I mean, even if you're playing online, uh, where obviously some of the rules are different online, no matter what game you're playing, the the pot is tracked for you. You know exactly what's in the middle of the table. Uh, you know exactly to the dollar what your opponents are are playing with, but even online it doesn't tell you who bet on a previous betting round. Right. You don't get that information. It's up to you to pay attention, right?
2: And the fact that the other poker room that he or other casino that he plays in allows that, I mean, uh, you know, every place is a little more relaxed. Maybe you know everybody or whatever, but it's just kind of allowing bad habits for when you go somewhere else.
3: And they're likely doing it in the name of being player-friendly. Oh, this is a casual game. We're not going to be too tough on you. Once again, you're, you're assisting in the play. Uh, it's up to the players to pay attention and remember who raised so as to uh, figure out what to do on that betting round, whether they're checking or betting right into the guy. Giving him that information that he didn't have himself, that's assisting him in a pretty bad way. Yeah. So while it may be casual and friendly by appearance, it's pretty bad for the game and really shouldn't be happening.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you will be scolded.
3: <laughs> <laughs> bad player.
2: Uh, well, Quinn, I hope that breaks everything down for you. And hopefully, you know, in the future, you don't give those players that information, but if anyone has a situation that comes up in their games that they would like Elliot to, tell how he would rule then send that to podcast at anyupmagazine.com and elliot i appreciate you as always
3: you're welcome glad to do it i'll talk to you next week
1: let's break it down with hand of the week
2: we are back with another hand of the week with patrick we are indeed how you doing man i'm good man how are you I'm good. We're about to ramp up the, the travel. Uh, so Yeah, you're not um, far off
4: from getting on the road and being on the road nonstop for <laughs> weeks then, aren't you? For a while, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's first um, on the docket?
2: Chicago. Okay. Well, then... we go we go Chicago via Ohio. So we'll go Ohio, then into Chicago, and then come back probably through Indy. Okay. So it's going to be a little bit of a different jaunt through that way, and then it's down in the bayou, down in the bayou. That's right. Love it. (laughs) Until then, let's go through a hand of the week here.
4: Sounds good. Uh,
2: This one's sent in by Dan Winter. All right. And oh, wait, hold the phone. Stop a minute. I got to. I got to give you the props that that came through we had two people that emailed in and then we had another that was out on twitter that gave you props i love props uh, for what for last week you folded pre-flop and everybody well everybody that wrote in was behind you on that so kudos
4: i love it i appreciate the uh, the feedback i felt pretty good about it myself not gonna lie to you so i appreciate the <laughs> feedback we're getting there we're not, uh, was,
2: we're not we're not quite all the way there, but we learn we learn each and every week. That's right, and that's that's the goal, right? Exactly. So, all right, now let's get back into this week because you've got to now you have to prove yourself each and every week.
4: Oof, here we go. All right, what's <laughs> what's what's Dan got for us?
2: <laughs> Dan's playing one two. Okay, but this game is a little weird. am I'm, I'm I really don't think I like this format, but it's. 1-2 with a max bet of 100
4: Interesting.
2: He says, however, there's no cap, so the table can raise the max over and over as many times as it takes to get all in. So he says, we have $400 in our stack, so it would only take four of those, and we could be all in. <laughs>
4: Interesting. I don't know that I've ever heard of that, to be honest with you, but...
2: Yeah, I don't like it. If you, If you're going to play limit poker play limit poker that's my thought anyway it folds to us in middle position with the ace of diamonds 7 of diamonds like that
4: uh i'm going to go with a $10 bet
2: that's kind of what i was looking at is i was thinking $10 so we're right on par dan raises to 8 i think i'm okay with that but it looks like the low jack the button the small blind and the big blind all call.
4: Wow. So, <laughs> look, wait a minute. Low jack button, small and big?
2: Yeah. At eight. So, we race to eight and get four callers.
4: Interesting. All right.
2: <laughs> he says, I really expected that sizing to get me to heads up or maybe only two callers, but yeah, that's not what happened. So, I was... Wondering if it would get more callers, but he's he's saying he really expected that sizing to get him to heads up. So it sounds like that's a normal kind of raise in there. So
4: gotcha, fair enough. Each game's um, different. We talked about that before, you know. So it's, it's yeah. a little bit different. So,
2: so I'm okay with the that raise, even though it didn't do its job. <laughs> that's just the way it goes sometimes. Which means we have forty dollars. Yeah, one, one two, two, three, four, three, four five. Four,
4: yep. five. Forty dollars.
2: Yep, we have forty dollars in the pot, and the flop comes: the eight of clubs, five of diamonds, four of diamonds. The small and big blind check, and actions on us.
4: Well, we love diamonds right now. I mean, <laughs> loving the diamonds, <laughs> loving the straight draw. I mean, yeah. we've got all we got all kinds of options. Um, all right, so folds to the last forty in the pot. Um, I'm gonna stick with kind of the same mindset. I mean, we're we're going a little bit bigger here. I don't know. We'll find out what Dan had in mind, but I'm probably going with a forty dollar bet.
2: Yeah. Well, when the flop when I said what the flop was, my immediate thought was this is a spot where I would love to do like a check raise. Ooh. So you can thin the field a little bit. You can also get some information. The the danger of that obviously is if it checks around, right? Yeah. But but I do like the idea of doing like a check raise, and then that puts some sets in our range as well because that's something that we would be doing with a set. So that's what I was immediately thinking. So I probably would do check and hope that somebody puts some money in and do a do a check raise.
4: Fair enough. I get that. I get that mindset, especially for the information part of it too. What did our guy do?
2: Dan checks. Okay. So smart man. And then the low jack bets twenty. Okay. It folds to us. It folds at
4: twenty all the way around? Yeah. We'll yep. talk about getting information.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so now with the nut flush draw and one overcard and a gut shot, right? Yeah. Do we do we go for the raise then? We'll see You have th- to, right?
4: Yes, you absolutely do. And and I think I mean I'm not trying to give myself kudos, I promise. I am as bad as humble as they come, but I think at this point you come over the top and get to 40, right? I mean,
2: No, nah, you got to go bigger than that. You got to go more than that. Yeah. Okay, yeah.
4: so what like raise him another 40 or raise him 60?
2: Yeah, yeah, I'd probably get to, I'd probably get it to 80 total. So
4: 80 total, so yeah. raise him 60. Yeah. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Uh the real question before hold on, before you move on is what is the $20 bet? mean. Like that well that really doesn't say a whole lot to me though.
2: It's a it's half pot. Yeah. Yeah.
4: But I, I like So you paired something or, you know, maybe Yeah, know, I'm
2: I'm thinking
4: a low a low flush.
2: Yeah. He could he could have a low flush draw. He may be just trying to get some information. Maybe has maybe he's paired like middle pair. I I mean he could have he could have an eight with uh like what would he play with an eight? Ace eight? Yeah. He could have two three. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know that he would have played two three in that spot pre flop, but maybe.
4: All right. So what um what did Dan do?
2: He just calls. So I think that's probably that's probably a mistake, but we'll see how this plays out. So he calls there was forty in the pot, twenty and twenty, oh, so we're so eighty 80, 80 in the pot. And yep. the turn is the queen of hearts. Dan checks. The low jack takes about five seconds, he says, before betting $40. Half pot again. <laughs> so, so If nothing else, we are routine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the fact that he says he only took five seconds to make that bet. Does he have a queen? Did he have like ace queen and was trying to take it down?
4: Yeah, but with, with those bets, no. Right, I he's think, not. I wouldn't think that he was trying to take it down, but. Right. I mean, queen, eight, all suited, maybe. I and mean, That would that would suck if that's the case, but.
2: Yeah.
4: I don't know. So he bets 40. I, it comes to us, correct? Yeah. I mean, I, I still think we have the upper hand here. I, very similar to the last time. I mean, I may not go three multiples on the raise, but pretty close. I mean, I'm definitely raising here. So, if he's going 40, I'm probably raising him at least 80 to 100. We can only go to 100, yeah. right? That was the rules.
2: Well, you can bet 100. So
4: You can bet 100. Yeah. So, I, so, 100 would be raising him 60. Yeah. So, that's probably where I'd be.
2: Yeah. I don't know.
4: I mean, the way Dan's played it, you might – I mean, even maybe just call there and leave it up to what's – the, the only other thought that I had was, especially the way the dance played, is you call it and you just, you know, you, you go to the river and just see what's what.
2: Yeah, I think in my case, I probably, as played, I probably just call here. We just called the yep. flop. This queen, I feel like that only helps him. So I don't think we can fold. We can agree on that, right?
4: Yeah, correct. Yeah, we're definitely playing.
2: But I think I think I probably just call here See what Cup. the river can do. Makes sense. Then Dan says, I think much longer than five seconds, but eventually make the call. Okay. All
4: right. We're good. All so, right. So it's another 40, 40 is 80. One, so 160 yeah, in the pot.
2: 160 in the pot. And the river is the three of spades. Ouch. <laughs> so here's the problem. Oh, and he mentions the same thing I was just getting ready to say. The problem is you can only bet a 100. Yeah. Are you going to get a fold? You can't really turn your hand into a bluff because...
4: It's not big enough.
2: You can't... Yeah. You don't have room. There's 160 in the pot. Check. Yeah.
4: Check it to him. If he wants to bet his 100, then fine. Take it down. It's all yours. I'm not calling that. Right. That's what I would do. I would check at this point.
2: Yeah. Dan says, we think for a bit and end up checking. Smart. And he says, I was thinking about turning my hand into a bluff... But I can only bet a hundred dollars, so I don't think he folds. Which I I agree. Yeah. This is why this this format is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's fine early. It's
4: fine like cards are tell like early early rounds, but once you get to the last couple, I mean Yeah. I don't care. It,
2: yeah. Yeah, I mean if they wanted to put a cap on it, put a cap on the flop, you know, pre flop and flop or something like that. Yeah, but when you get to here, there's 160 in the pot. Like, what's a hundred dollars going to do? So, guess what? Villain bets 80, half pot. He's just half no, pot, he didn't. Half pot, half pot.
4: I'd leave. I don't like that. <laughs>
2: Yeah. All said, I can picture right now.
4: Leave. <laughs> all I picture right now, and I don't know why. Just maybe it's the repetition of it, but it's it's the rounders, and he's sitting there, and he goes, "All he does is check, 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 check." <laughs> My guy over here is half pot, half pot, half pot, half pot. He's gonna go mad. Um, <laughs> what, I mean, I'm assuming Dan folds. Correct.
2: Let's see, but we can't call now. We have to fold. Yeah, yeah, and Dan does, and villain shows. The ace of clubs, eight of clubs. Nice, nice pair there, bud. For a pair of eights. Well, you know what? Looking
4: back on it, good for that dude. He played it right, half pot with a pair. I mean, he played it fine. <laughs>
2: um, Dan asks, if we can raise on the turn, does that end the hand? So, in hindsight, yeah, probably.
4: Yeah, uh, or if you go go all the way back to the flop and he gets an, an eight, so he the the villain there has got a pair with ace high, that's that's what he's working with to start with. So if you just come over the top, then you'd be fine, right? I mean, you could you could not. I say that you may be able to. I'm not saying it's indefinite, but you may be able to. And then to answer his question, yeah, on the turn for sure, if you're able to raise,
2: right? I just think that that's being results oriented. I think the the play that you have to go back to is more on the flop. Like if we yeah. check raise there, then the whole hand plays differently, right? Yeah. We we check raise. Then on the turn, if we check, he checks. But I think we would continue the aggression. I think yeah, we definitely take it down then. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's my thought. I, I he's Dan. I you're concentrating on the turn, but I think honestly. Go back one more street, go back to the flop, and if you check raise there, then I think that that's enough to take it down. You check raise there, and he probably is going to call with top pair, top kicker, but yeah, that's going to open things up on the turn for you to be able to take it down. Yeah. So.
4: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, hey, I have a question for you and then we we saw it in this hand and then one other. Call it call it etiquette, call it gamesmanship, whatever. It, your personal opinion. You're the villain in that scenario, you catch a you catch a fold from the other guy, you flip your cards or no?
2: Absolutely not. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely not. Why? Why? Wow. I mean, why would you for, do that? For hand of the week, I'm I'm grateful that he did. <laughs> sure, I'm, so am I. I was like, we're never going to find this
4: out. And then he was, Dan's like, yeah, he flipped it over. I'm like, why?
2: Yeah, uh, there are times when I would that would you know show a bluff or or show that you have it or whatever, so yeah. that people understand. Oh, he's not bluffing, or he is bluffing, or whatever, yeah. so that you can kind of keep that image right yeah but in this kind of a case there's really no point in showing that
4: yeah it doesn't make sense to me yeah i was just curious
2: yeah there's zero chance zero chance i i show that for sure
4: (laughs) yeah well you know what dan i don't think you played it too poorly I, i think you were handcuffed a little bit by the the top you know the the betting rules yeah you know, and real unlucky, you know, to not drive grab, grab another diamond.
2: But well, let's let's back up one more here, just for a second, and then then we'll call it because we're already <laughs> we're already getting out there in time. But if there's not that hundred dollar cap on there, and the river's the three of spades, and we bet, I mean, if we shove, he, he's got to fold, right?
4: Yeah, with a pair and an ace kicker,
2: even as played. I don't think he can call something like that. So I think like you to your point, I think he really is handcuffed by the the structure of this game. Yeah. And so Dan, the takeaway that I have for you on this is find another game. (laughs) (laughs) Find another game. Suggest a change. All right. So if anybody wants any great breakdowns like that in the future, then uh, send your hands of the week to (laughs) podcast at (laughs) AnnieupMagazine.com.
4: Dan, cheers to you, man.
2: Joe, it's a pleasure as always. All right. I'll talk to you later, Patrick. I appreciate it. See you guys. It's time for
1: Joe's One outers.
2: I've talked a lot about strategy, skill, and psychology of poker in my One Outers. But today I want to delve into the art of losing. (laughs) and explore the lessons that that can teach us. Even the best players are going to experience losing streaks, just like the best baseball hitters have slumps. Think about your game overall, not just as one session. Losing can also be a reminder of the importance of bankroll management. Proper bankroll management ensures that you're able to weather those losing streaks. Also, remember that every loss is a chance for improvement. Take the time to review your decisions and your gameplay. Were there any mistakes or questionable moves that stood out? Did emotions cloud your judgment? I mean, let's face it, losing can be emotionally challenging. Learning to control your reactions and stay calm under those conditions can help you bounce back from the losses with a clear mind. Sometimes you're going to get outplayed. It's just going to happen. And if you don't allow yourself to tilt in those moments, you can learn from your opponents by thinking about why their tactics worked in that hand, and then adapting that into your own strategy. The bottom line is losing is inevitable, but it's also a valuable teacher. So the next time you face a losing streak, remember that it's not just about the cards. It's about the lessons you can gain. That's today's One Outer, and that's today's show. See you next week, A-Team. And until then... I'll see you at the tables.
1: The Annie Up Podcast is a production of AnnieUpMagazine.com. Contact the show at podcast at AnnieUpMagazine.com or call the show at 540-339-7741. If you'd like to advertise, send an email to editor at AnnieUpMagazine.com.